Welcome to Awaken to Grace. Today we are in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, a very familiar scripture. And today we're going to talk about what happens when God's people humble themselves, pray, and seek the face of God. I hope that this message will speak directly into your life as it did mine. I'm glad you're listening to today's edition of Awakened to Grace. Now, tonight, I think, is going to be a bit different. I don't plan to preach a very long sermon to you. But this is what I feel like the Lord has given me, a very, very familiar scripture. And it came on my heart very early this morning. Matter of fact, as soon as I opened my eyes this morning, as soon as I opened my eyes, Holy Spirit said, 2 Chronicles 7, 14. We know that verse, don't we? We know that. Most of us know it by heart. We should know it by heart. If my people, which are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Amen. Well, the Lord said, I want you to do something different tonight. I, I, I don't necessarily want you to preach through that. I want you to, to read it, maybe explain a bit, but I want the people to pray through it. Never done a sermon like this. We're going to pray through it. We're going to pray our way through this. Number one, what does he say? He says, if my people who are called by my name. You know, this is what the Holy Spirit impressed upon my heart tonight. Are we still in awe of the salvation that God has granted to us? I mean, are we still utterly amazed that God had such grace over our lives and God called us out of darkness, brought us into light? Or is it just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was when I was a kid. Yeah, of course, of course. Oh, yes, yes, that was so long ago. But oh, yes, I've done that. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And you know as well as I know, we are bad, especially in the church, that things become very familiar with us. And as things become familiar, we lose the wonder of it. Am I right or am I wrong? But do you know what Peter wrote in 1 Peter 1.12? Peter said, concerning so great a salvation, that's how he begins that section. He says, concerning so great a salvation that angels long to look. And when I read that, that salvation is so astounding, it's so amazing, it's so uh, unbelievable that even the angels of heaven long to understand. They long to look and say, oh, how could God redeem him? How could God have redeemed her? But what happens so often? Oh, well, we just get used to it. It becomes familiar to us. And you know what happens when the things of God become familiar to us? We no longer fear them. We no longer have a healthy fear of the Lord, a healthy fear of, of the salvation that he's brought to our souls. And we don't ponder those deep things. They're not deep to us anymore. They're, oh, yeah, 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 salvation. Of course, of course, of course. And I'm afraid that what happens, especially in churches like this, where, yes, we, I mean, we're, listen, we'll, we're going to flow with the Holy Spirit, right? I mean, wherever He leads us, and there's so much, oh, there's so much to be learned. We have been walking for a year and a half through the book of Acts. 
I mean, a year and a half with our nose in Acts, not anywhere else. First couple of sermons, we took a break. I would stand up and just automatically say, go to Acts. No, wait, we're not in Acts. <laughs> a year and a half, walking through it. There's so much to be learned. There's so much. Oh, there's so much. But we can't lose the wonder. We can't lose the amazement of salvation. Right? We can't lose that. We can't lose that. And when it comes to someone that really needs the power of God to change their life, are we equipped to share that with them? Are we equipped to say, oh, listen, I know what it is to be brought out of darkness. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I, I, I can tell you what God did in my life. Oh, I, uh, sit down. Let, let me share with you what God did. for. Are we still in amazement over that? He reminds us, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. Are we amazed that we're the people of God today? Are we amazed that we're not left on this earth by ourselves, but we have the Holy Spirit indwelling us, helping us, empowering us, enabling us to be God's people on the earth today? That should astound us, right? But what happens? We get used to church. We get comfortable. We get used to being here. And we lose the wonder. We lose the amazement. We lose pondering the deep things of God, pondering the deep, the depths of salvation. I one time read about a man who went to the Hoover Dam and he was so amazed. He just was taken back by it. He walked by an employee with a shirt on and noticed he worked there. And he said, sir, he said, I, I have some questions if you can help me. And the man smiled as big as he could smile. He said, you know what? You've stopped the right guy. I've worked here for 25 years. I can answer any question you need. The man said, well, I am taken back by the power this place generates. Can you explain to me how the generators work? Can you explain the power process to me? And the man said, whoa, 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 whoa. He said, I didn't think that was a question you had. He said, if you want to know where you parked, I can show you. Or if you need to know where the bathrooms are, I can show you. But you want to know about the power, the generator? No, no. He said, you need to speak with someone else. And how many of us are in that same boat tonight that, listen, we don't, We've lost the wonder. We've lost the amazement. We've lost meditating and thinking deeply that, listen, we are God's people today. But our churches fill up and somebody facing addiction, somebody facing, somebody facing sins and bondages, and they need to be set free. They need the power of God to break Free in their life. And, and what, what are we? We're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I can tell you who the pastor is. I can tell you where our bathrooms are. That's about all I can tell you. That shouldn't be with God's people, amen? That shouldn't be with God's people. Let us grow in amazement. Let our amazement grow. Let our amazement grow that God would save us, Amen. Oh, my Baptist church would be so proud of me tonight. Amen. 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 Well, they would ask me if I'm using the King James, and if I wasn't, they wouldn't be very proud. But anyways, uh, <laughs> and what does he say? Oh, this is what I really want to get to. As that amazement grows, you know what it does? It humbles us. 
If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves. Do you ever ask the Lord to humble you? Andrew Murray said it so well. He said, just as water will always fill the lowest places, so God's Spirit will always fill those who are abased and those who are low. Do we think of that? Do we pray, God, help us? Let me tell you, one of the prayers that we've been praying throughout this revival, God, we're not praying for momentum. Because you know what momentum does? Momentum comes and it goes. We're not interested in any church steroids that's just going to pump it up for a little bit and make us feel this or feel... No, 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 no. You know what we're praying? God, grow us downward. Grow us downward. Because what does God respond to? He responds to humility. He responds to humility. That's why, listen, you're not going to impress us. We're not going to impress you. Let's put our eyes on Jesus tonight, right? Period. That's just, I mean... And let's humble ourselves and say, God, if anything, if anything we need in the church today, it's more humility, Lord. And you know what? When we get that view right, when that perspective is right, listen, God didn't save me because I was spiritual enough or because I was smart enough or because I was lucky enough or because I had nothing to do with me. I'm the one who was lost. Right? You know, that's the difference in Christianity and every other religion. In every religion of the world, man seeks after God. But you know what happens in Christianity? It's God seeking after man. Amen? And we were the lost sheep, and he came, and he got us. And when we get the perspective right, and we have that healthy view right of, oh my goodness, God saved me. What does it do? It humbles us downward. There's no room for pride, and there's no room for finger-pointing, and there's no room for those, for those looks that I'm better than you, or that I'm above you, or, you know, I'm more spiritual. No, no, that has no place. Not when we have the view. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves. Amen. And then what happens next? See, this is just a natural progression. What happens as we begin to humble ourselves? Then we begin to pray. Amen. Amen. Then we begin to pray. And how many of you know, many of you are from other churches. And listen, let, let's, let's just examine ourselves for a moment. Let's all of us, let's examine ourselves. We talk a lot about prayer. But how much praying do we actually do? Right? We talk about it. But how much do we actually do? Those of you from other churches, I encourage you with all of my heart, I encourage you, I encourage you, have some services of just prayer. And maybe you already do. Many churches do prayer meetings now. You know, before we began doing our prayer meeting, I didn't think anybody did prayer meeting. But then as we began doing our prayer meeting, I began meeting so many churches that they did prayer meetings too. Amen? I don't know where I was. I guess it's like when you buy a car, you notice everybody else driving the same car. I don't know what happened. But I'm like, on! there's a lot of prayer meetings going on in this city. Right? Praise God. But you know, we talk about prayer, but so often we fail to do it. 
So many, they treat prayer like it's a spare tire. We're so glad it's there. We just hope we don't have to use it. We hope it doesn't come down to that, right? Oh, how offensive that is to God. Doesn't the book of Romans say everything done apart from faith is sin? We should do everything out of prayer. Everything out of prayer, right? And, and listen, God began to convict me. Uh, I was talking to Pastor Kilpatrick about this this morning. A couple years ago, God really began to convict me about the level of prayer in our church. I mean, somebody needed prayer, we'll pray for you. But I mean, like, like after that worship set, just, just, just waiting on the Lord for a Listen, we, didn't, we used to not do that. We'd have it all planned out. We'll do this. We'll do, oh, oh, that'd be nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, that won't that sound so pretty? And the Lord began to say, no, 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 no. Wait. Wait. Just wait. But what if people get antsy? What if we hear crickets chirping? You know, that's a pastor's worst fear is hearing crickets chirp in his church. What if it feels weird? What if it feels awkward? Just wait. Just wait. Do you ever just wait before the Lord? Or are you talking all the time? Come on, you all got people in your life, they talk all the time, right? How much do you enjoy talking to those people? Right? They call and you're like, I don't want to be that way with God. Just talk, just talk, just talk, just talk. No, we need to listen. We need to wait. You know what I think is the greatest prayer in the Bible? I think Job prayed the greatest prayer in the Bible. And you remember what he did? He covered his mouth. He said, you're God. And I'm not. There's sometimes I'll just sit before the Lord and I'll just cover my mouth. You're God. You have your way, Lord. You do. You're the potter. I'm the clay. You have your way. We talk about prayer, but how often do we? Does prayer saturate our thinking? Does prayer saturate our decision? Do we make decisions based out of prayer? I was telling Pastor Kilpatrick today, as God dealt with me, I realized, I began to realize how little I prayed in church. And listen, you know this, and I'll confess it, and you know this as well as I do. We can have, we can have a good, smooth service and the Holy Spirit not even be present. And everybody walk out the door going, man, wasn't the music good? Man, wasn't that good? When, when that, didn't that coffee taste so good? And we can have a good service and the Holy Spirit not even be present. What a shame, right? Amen? Amen? And God began to deal with me and God began to show me everything I do as a pastor, everything I do models, but listen, everything we don't do models just as much. And God began to show me, Chad, you, you go through a service without praying, what are you telling your people? You're telling, hey, Prayer's not important. It doesn't matter. No, it ought to be everything in our services, right? Amen? We should. Jesus never said, my house shall be called a house of singing. He didn't even say, my house shall be called a house of preaching. He said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. But yet, it's the least we do. Something's wrong, right? Could it be because we haven't humbled ourselves? Could it be because we don't have a healthy view, a healthy perspective of the salvation that has come to us? So great a salvation. 
we did, we would pray more. So God, may you return us to a spirit of prayer. Amen. A spirit of prayer. And then what does he say? Seek my face. I was thinking today, seek my face. Some of you, those of you who know me, you know I have a little boy named Hudson. And Hudson's 18 months. Uh, He's not in many services because he yells dad the whole service. He'll just yell, dad, dad. It's It's like one of three words that he knows. And man, this kid, he woke up this morning. I love it. I'll hear him wake up. And the first thing he says in the morning, dad, dad. Dad, 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 dad. First thing he says. Oh, I just love it. I just look at Sadie and she just rolls her eyes. We're getting ready to have another little boy named John Mark in November. And she's already told me, she said, you can't be around him for the, six, for, for the first six months. Because if he's like Hudson, he'll have nothing to do with me. But he'll wake up and he'll go, dad, 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 dad. I went and got him this morning. I picked him up. He hugged me so tight. He pressed his cheek like that against mine, and he wouldn't let go. I had to get ready. I had to leave. I'd put him, I'd set him down, and he'd just hang on me like a monkey. Just, he wouldn't let go. Do we seek God's face? Do we ever call upon him? Lord, I need your help. Help me, Lord. You know, uh, Sadie, Sadie's a way better parent than what I am. And we, we, we have two other little girls. We have a lot of kids. I don't know how that, I know how it happened, but I don't know how, I don't know how it happened to me. I don't know how, because I didn't see my life going that way at all. And when I think of number four, like I get a little woozy up here, just, I'm like, mm, I don't know. But, but she, we're going to pray, I promise. We're going to pray. But uh, she, she's a lot better parent than I am. And, uh, and, and it amazes me because, you know, our little girls, they'll get hurt or they'll cry or whatever. And she'll say, she'll say, no, no, wait, wait, no, that's a fake cry. And, you know, I'm like, wait, are you, really, don't go? Are you serious? Yep, nope. Nope, that's a fake cry. Or she'll go, nope, that's a real cry. Go, now, go. They're hurt. Like, how do you know that? <laughs> She's mama. But how many of you know, what does the Bible invite us to do? Call out to the Lord. He is a present help in the time of trouble. Is he not? Is he not? And what does he say? He's, listen, the Holy Spirit's going to help us. He's going to help us pray as we ought to. Do you know what the Greek word for that help is? Literally, this is what it means. It means to get down into a ditch. And when you and I are in trouble and when we're in adversity and we're in hardship, the Holy Spirit gets down in the ditch and he helps us. Amen? So why do we pray so little? Why do we pray so little? Oh, prayer. We should be people saturated with prayer. Amen? Oh, oh, well, come on. We're going to pray in a minute. Okay. And lastly, lastly, 
He said, we must turn from our wicked ways. Now, who's he talking to? He's not talking to sinners here. He said, if my people who are called by my name will turn from their wicked ways. Have you ever read in Ezekiel, in the book of Ezekiel, what the true sins of Sodom and Gomorrah were? Huh. Gluttony. Laziness. Pride. And arrogance. No, we the people of God, we have to understand there are some things about us that do not please the Lord. They don't please the Lord. And until we get those out of the way, how can God truly bless us? How can He truly share His glory with us? How can He truly move in a way? Because listen, most of us are here tonight because we're saying, God, we want You to change our lives. We want to know more of Your glory. We want more of Your presence. But if we're unwilling to turn from our wicked ways, why would He share that with us? Why would He share such giftings? If we're hard-hearted and go, "Uh, no, God, You're welcome in all of these areas, but no, no, not this area. This is mine. This is mine. I'm going to hold on to this. No, that's evil. Jeremiah 2.13, stunning verse. God says, my people, again, my people have committed two evils. My people have committed two evils. Jeremiah 2.13, they have turned from me the fountain of living water. That's the evil. And listen, listen, listen. And they have hewed cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns, which can hold no water. Do you know what God's saying? We can't be a people who are self-sufficient. We're not designed that way. We cannot be self-sufficient. And do you know what happens when we live lives that are not saturated in prayer? You know what happens when we live lives and we allow pride to creep in and there are areas of arrogance in our life that perhaps we're not aware of, but it still remains? You know what happens when we live lives like this? It's evil to the Lord. When we're self-sufficient, that is displeasing to the Lord. So I think what the Lord would have for us to do tonight is like David and say, listen, God, shine your light down on me. Are there areas of me that's self-sufficient? Are there areas of me that's prideful? Because you know what the deceiving thing is of a fish? A fish doesn't know it's wet because the only thing it knows is water. And many of us do not see the arrogance. We do not see the pride because all we know in our culture is pride. And it takes the Lord to show us. And some of us love the Lord. And some of us want more of the Lord. And some of us want to be more godly. We want to know God more. But there's this major problem. There's areas of pride. There's areas of unforgiveness. There's areas of anger. There's areas of lust. There's areas of these sins that are out of control. As James says, it's like a garden overgrown with weeds. How many of you know you don't have to do anything to grow weeds? They just grow. Matter of fact, you have to work to get the weeds out. And if we're not careful over these areas of our life, these sins will grow up. And it's not acceptable to the Lord. So if my people, what a privilege to be God's people tonight. will humble ourselves and say, God, like David, bend my heart. Incline my heart. Think about that. Incline 
my heart. That literally means bend it. Bend my heart toward you. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray and seek my face, I will hear them. I'll forgive their sin. I'll heal their land. How many of you know our land needs to be healed tonight? Amen. We're very grieved over some things going on in our region. But listen, listen. What did, what did Peter say? Judgment begins at the house of God. I'm watching, like you, I'm reading the news. I'm watching this gay festival, this tri-pride that's unfolded. But listen, I don't want to be like Jonah. I don't want to be like Jonah. I want to be like Jesus. Jesus was moved with compassion. God, we need our land healed. Well, where is it going to begin? It's going to begin with us humbling ourselves. Not throwing a finger. Not throwing a finger and say, well, well, who are you? Hey, no, 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 no. If my people who are called by my name will turn from their sins, can we not lead the way in our community to say, no, there's areas of my life that aren't pleasing to the Lord. Let's change that. I'm not a person of prayer like I need to be. Let's change that. Can we not lead the way? Amen. And then, and then, you know what God, you know what God will do with sinners? <laughs> Just don't be like Jonah. He, he, he had more compassion on that plant than he did on the people. You know what God will do with sinners? He'll do what he did with us. Romans 2.14. It's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. Oh God, lead our community to repentance, Lord. Fill our churches, Lord, with sinners who have repented, Lord. This is your work, God. Your work. It's not our place to judge and point fingers and, 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 and make all of this noise. It's our job to humble ourselves and pray. You could do more, Lord. You could do more in a moment of your spirit than we could do in all of our efforts and all of our labors. So following what I felt the Lord say to do, I want to lead us in a couple of prayers. Is that okay with you? First of all, I want to lead us in a prayer of thanksgiving. And then Eric, I want you to go ahead and come on and in a moment. Oh, you're already up here. First of all, let's Let's just pray a prayer, a wonderful prayer of thanksgiving for the salvation that, you know, let's pray right now. Lord, just amaze us tonight, God, that you saved us, Lord. No matter other things we grow in, other doctrines we grow in, things that, that, that we expound from the word, experiences that we have with you, growing deeper in prayer, all of these wonderful things. But God, never let us lose the amazement. That you saved our soul. Oh, what a great work of Calvary. 
As Pastor Kilpatrick wonderfully, masterfully preached today, Christ was opened up. His blood was shed for our sins. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Let's just all stand tonight. Thank you, God, that you brought us into the church and we're gloriously saved. We're gloriously, we're already seated in heavenly places. Our citizenship is already in heaven. We already have an inheritance, undefiled, incorruptible. It'll never fade away. It's guarded by Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. We'll one day be presented blameless before the Father with great joy. Who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame. You brought us, Lord. You brought us into your kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now I want us to pray a great prayer of confession, humility. I want us to ask the Lord to give us greater humility. Humility like we've never walked in. I'm talking a humility that people can't offend us. Amen? People don't offend us. We're not, we're not people who are offended. You can't hurt a dead man. We're not offended. We live, move, and have our being in Jesus. Humility that we're willing to confess sin and get it out of the way. Humility. Humility that we'll join together, we'll love one another, we'll fellowship with one another. It's not, it's not, it's not our little fellowship and no one else. No, 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 no. We're together. We're teammates. We're the body of Christ. We're the kingdom of God. Humility that we join together. They're going to sing this beautiful song. And as they sing, I want you to sing and I want you to pray. And I want you to say, God, fill me with humility tonight. Let's sing. Let's sing. Lord, I come. I confess. Bowing here. I find my Without you, I fall apart. You're the one that guides my heart. Lord, I need you. downward tonight Lord Where you downward downward Lord, I am downward holiness is Christ 
Come on, church, let's pray. Let's sing. Let's pray. Let's sing. Lord, I need you. pray for a greater spirit of prayer to come upon our churches. Lord, we confess tonight, God, that we've been a prayerless people. We confess tonight, Lord, that we've tried to do things in our own strength, in our own wisdom, in our own abilities. And God, they have failed. They have failed because we have hewed cisterns and they're broken. They can hold no water. So, Lord, we repent tonight. We come to you tonight. We ask you to fill us afresh with your spirit. We ask you to lead us in prayer, Father. As the disciples said, teach us, Lord, how to pray. Teach us how to pray, Lord. Teach us how to know the mind of God. Teach us how to seek your will for our lives for our families tonight, Lord, for our ministries and for our churches. Lord, we confess, we confess tonight, Lord, we don't have the strength, we don't have the ability, we don't have it, Lord. You are the vine tonight. We are the branch. You are the vine. We are the branch. We need you, Lord. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you.
Sing your prayers tonight. Sing your prayers. Sing your prayers. my 
You're so beautiful to us tonight. There's people tonight, Lord, in this city. They curse you. They take your name in vain. They blame you, God, for their lot in life. But not in this building tonight, Lord. We adore your name, Lord. There is no other name by which we can be saved than the name of Jesus. And we glorify it. We worship it. We cherish it we sing about it Lord we glorify your name and on this side of eternity God we bow our knee and we confess that Jesus is Lord we confess it tonight Lord we confess it tonight we confess it tonight we confess it Lord <laughs> thank you Lord thank you Lord Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes. Lord, there's nothing out there to go out to, Lord. There's nothing out there to go back to. Nothing. 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 Nothing, Lord. Nothing. Our hand is to the plow. We are living for your kingdom, God. For your kingdom. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on this earth, in our region, as it is in heaven. In our bodies, Lord. Those of us that need healing tonight, Lord. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in us, Lord. As it is in heaven 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 as it is in heaven
those of us that need healing tonight, let's just lift our hands tonight. Lord, as you've been instructing me to do so many days now, Lord, I just receive all your benefits, Lord. Psalm 103, Lord, I receive the forgiveness of all of my iniquities. And Lord, we receive the healing of all our diseases, Lord. We receive it tonight, Lord. We receive all the benefits, Lord. Our soul forgets not the benefits of the Lord. We're the people of God. (laughs) We're your people tonight, Lord. We're called by you, Lord. We'll forever, forever display the glory of God. Forever, 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 forever. Oh, how angels long to look. Forever we will display the glory of God. Forever, forever and ever and ever. (laughs) Forever, Lord, forever. Blessings to you tonight, Lord. Blessings to you. One day we'll be around the throne of God with every age, every generation, every century of every believer whoever walked this earth will be around the throne of God. And you'll take that book and you'll open its seals. <laughs> you are the Lamb of God. History is yours. And we are yours, Lord. We are yours. Blessings to you, Lord. Blessings to you, Lord. Blessings to you, Lord. Blessings to you, Lord. We're so thankful tonight, God. We're so thankful. We're so thankful. For all of your benefits, Lord, we're so thankful. You're so good to us. You're so good. You're so good. You know, I have to tell you this because I feel like the Lord wants me to. Some of you don't know me. I'm completely blind in my left eye. I had two failed surgeries, leaving me completely blind, and I'm losing vision in my right eye that the Lord is helping me. He's sustaining me. But listen, I believe with all of my heart, just as the Lord closed Hannah's womb only to open it, God has closed this eye only to open it. I really believe that. And you know what I'm so thankful for? I went to Duke University. (laughs) I went to Duke. I mean, the best of the best of the best of the best. And they said, we can't do anything for you. They said, let us take your eye out and put a prosthetic in. I thought, well, how's the Lord going to heal it? That don't make no sense to me. I said, no, no, no. And they showed me. They brought a big flat screen out and they showed me my eye and they kept saying this is why you'll never see again this is why you and the Holy Spirit in me kept going no nope 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 they said well your eye could wither 
And the Lord said, you're going to be a well-watered garden. And you're not going to wither. The Lord said, don't flinch. That's what he told me. Don't flinch. And you know what I didn't even know? That was last August. Last August, year from now. And you know what I didn't even realize over this last year? Didn't even realize it. The Lord asked me a couple of weeks ago. He said, Chad, how many tears have you cried over losing vision? What an odd question. I thought, Lord, I had to think. I thought, I don't know. I haven't cried one time over losing vision. Not once. God said, that's my grace. And then he said, how many times have you wept before me over my goodness? My eye doctor said, that eye is dead. But no, 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 no. It'll weep in the presence of the Lord. It'll weep in the glory of God. Amen. So, Lord, thank you. Thank you. As that song said, I've received nothing but goodness from the Lord. I've received nothing but goodness. Come on, how many of us can say that tonight? We've received nothing but goodness. Amen. And surely, surely, goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life. Amen. You want to know your fortune? I just told you. It'll follow you all the days of your life. Amen. You may be seated tonight.